I'm a former heroin addict, current alcoholic, and you're tuned into Self-Medicated Weekly Dose, a podcast all about drugs and the people who use them. As always, this program is inspired by the harm reduction movement, informed by my personal experience using all sorts of drugs for damn near 30 years, and enlightened by my special guests. And today, I've got a real beauty on my hands here. Uh, You're going to enjoy this fella. He is a legendary musician. Frontman of the punk DIY band The Ergs, as we all know and love. Most recent album, Love It Leads. Got to pick it up, got to listen to it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Please welcome to the program, Mikey Erg. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. Bro. Cheers. We, uh, we, so, you know, I was, I was really hoping that I would hear that 15 song. So, I'm yeah. <laughs> Yes, Very of course. So. The, uh, the theme song of the program, My Congressman by 15, <laughs> spoke to Jeff Ott about that song. I've always loved that song. Did uh, you? A friend of mine. Yes, oh, that's yes. that's awesome. Randomly, I just, I somehow came across, was through a friend of a friend, Facebook, uh, when Facebook finally does, uh, you know, good every now and again. And a friend of mine, <laughs> Madge Mold, who I, I, I dearly love, she mentioned this song, made me think of it. I was like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to open with. What, what can I play? Should I get someone to do something original? And she just said, oh, what about, you know, this song kind of fits or whatever so jeff ott's always been yeah. uh big into the harm reduction community he was on the kind of needle exchange on the Absolutely, west coast way yeah, back yeah. in the day um and so yeah so the uh so 15 you know i just i fucking got hopped on the horn with him i got a friend of a friend knew him i said can you do you mind you know sending my info along tell him what i'm trying to do he fucking hopped on the phone went through it got the label to like sign off on he's like dude just use it yeah use it man that's great that's that. so cool so that's fucking awesome. cool amazing so thank you to jeff ott and 15 yeah that's a that's a that's a jam yeah like uh, as a as a as a as a I guess that song came out when I was probably like late teens and just fucking having that song, like it just blew my mind that you could write a song like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, like, yeah. And just be, be that real about, you know, honest and open. Yeah. And angry, frankly, yeah. you know what I mean? Like a little, yeah, little pissed right, off right. in the perfect. Yeah. I mean, this is the genre for it. It's like when you're, when you're raging against stuff, you, you know, you got all the feelings feeling. It's like he call he pulls no punches in that song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and here we are still, uh, sadly, so many years later, and we're, you know, we're slowly working on it uh, in terms of the harm reduction stuff, mainstreaming it a little bit more, just of the public health interventions just available for people. I mean, that's just... Yeah, and, and I really do love that um, it's, it's super prevalent to, like, for people to be giving out, um, you know, uh, test strips for, like, to make sure fentanyl's not in your, you know, I've, I've personally, yeah, I've known a few fucking... Now at this at this point, I've known a few fucking people that got the wrong stuff. Yep, yep. And it's it's insane. Yeah, dude. And when you're on the road, I mean, as well, you know, we'll give a little yeah. uh, little little uh, peek preview of here of our of our of our uh, substance re- report that's going to be coming up here in the in the episode. But you know, you know, on the road, it's like you grab. You know, people are doing their your party and you grab what you can grab. And like when we were younger, yeah, you know, not not to date you, but you know, we're both uh, veterans. <laughs> Of yeah. life. Uh, so, you know, when we were a little younger, it's like, sure, you, you mix too many things. You know, people overdose. Absolutely. That was always a thing. But yeah. with this fentanyl flying around, people just don't know what the fuck they're even so, getting their hands on. Now it's a whole different ballgame. The thing that doesn't really make sense to me is what I would think that fentanyl is a pretty like. It's not cheap, right? Or is it? No, like, it why is, would you cut? It is now to make so. Like, okay. Kept, yeah, the way they're because I think the way they've got this on a mass scale going out is that they they kind of have the the cartels are getting their 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 chemicals and making this shit themselves. 
So I think like Not chemically okay. speaking, it's because it's, it's actually heroin, you got to go to the poppy fields, you got to have people tilling the fields, getting the shit out, shipping it over. Right. This way it's a lot, actually is a lot cheaper, which is I think why it's a lot more. So fentanyl, fentanyl you could just make in yeah. your fucking basement. Yes. Yes, I, I'm just like making a bunch of fentanyl in my basement right now. Uh, fuck yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, and it's testing it, I, it I think to it's make sure it's actually potent. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the strips. That's why I have those. Kind of strips. Uh, yeah, that's every fucking uh, person's nightmare who doesn't want those strips out there. They're like, see, see, they're making fentanyl right. in the basement with it. That's why you can't yeah, have it. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but really, uh, realistically, yes, you're right. Uh, I think that 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 now that that's everywhere and prevalent, it's like gotta have the strips out there. Gotta. We got to take care of each other because it's like you know drugs are going to be used. There's no, there's no, there's no way around that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I certainly think that it should all just be like, you should just be able to go to CVS and get whatever the fuck you want on a Friday night. Like, yes, I, listen, and no, and 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 know what you're, know what you're getting. That's like, right. You know, the other the other day I was in I was in Vancouver, and the new Pink Floyd remix box set came out. I was like, I want. I want to just sit. I want to. Ha- I want to take a a sativa gummy, and I want to zone out and listen to this new Pink Floyd remix. And I walked right into a fucking dispensary, walked out with a package of gummies, no questions asked. Didn't even ID me. I was like, "This is incredible!" And I know exactly. What- I I have five milligrams of yep yep thc it does what it's supposed to do i know exactly what i'm getting into i know i'm I'm not like gonna be completely baked i'm gonna be nice nicely toasted yep yep uh and i don't i don't i don't even uh fuck with weed all that much but like just every once in a while it's like you just kind of want that little thing and i just love i love knowing what you're getting It's (laughs) it's civilized it's it's reasonable it's civilized it makes all the sense in the world there's never abstinence and, and, and this kind of prohibition approach has never, ever, ever worked in the history of the world. Uh, so it's just yeah. like it's the kind of thing where now you just have to admit. And what's weird to me is like for a long time, everybody was kind of on the, 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 the side of like this is a moral failure. You know, the, the drugs you do, certain drugs that you do, you know, the ones we're all OK yeah. with are fine. But like other drugs, <laughs> those are bad. Those right. are scum drugs. Uh, so I feel like what's weird, though, is we've we've. We've pushed, like, I'd say, I don't want to say half and half, but, like, it's pushed to a point where I think a lot of people are of the mind, well, yeah, drugs are going to be used. It's not a big deal if you do. Some drugs, you know, you get addicted to, that's, you know, a disease or whatever. So we need to, like, help right. people like that and treat them. There's people that are on, on, this, on, the, on the page with that. But where that doesn't really help us or where that falls short is that we're still just sending people to jail for this shit. So at the end of the day, you're like, right. either, it's a classic thing where we just never go all in on anything. I mean, either go for it or go, like, the, the, the uh, Duarte in the Philippines route, the guy who's just, like, shooting people in the streets for using drugs, which also, <laughs> right. by the way, doesn't work. People are still using drugs, yep. even if you're going to fucking gun them down in the streets. Yeah. So right. that kind of tells you, then, why are we doing this weird thing in the middle? Just make it fully legal, have the, the, the you know, public health interventions available for people to make sure they can do it safely, and, and then ha- take care of people if they do it too much and they're addicted to it. You, you, know? you would th- And you would think they'd be all on board because it, be, it could be taxed, and you'd think greed would take over and... Would. People would, and then well, everybody's happy. <laughs> I think it kind of, it really, what to me that, that I've always thought about that, that is like something I constantly think about is why is there not, with the taxing, with everything else, it kind of then makes me realize how much money is being made by keeping it illegal through either, you know, the prison industrial complex of like, well, we yeah. got to keep, I mean, 80% or more of people in jail are there for, you know, for drugs and drug related offenses. So it's like, right. there's that. And then there's also just the international shit, like the, the interdiction that they've always been able to justify, like militarily, like, oh, we're over in other countries because 
right now they're doing with the fentanyl. They're whipping people into a frenzy about Mexico and China, Mexico and China. They're right, giving all the right. all the fentanyl. So it's like it, it keeps the the Pentagon rolling along. Like I feel like there's just a lot of interest because you're right. Otherwise, you'd be like tax the shit out of this, like yeah. and let it be out there for people. But oh, it's an uphill battle, Mikey. I don't know if we'll get there in our <laughs> lifetime, but maybe the next, maybe these kids will. I mean, I, you know, I, I I'm I I'm pretty. It's pretty crazy for me to see how far pot has come. I agree. Know, like, uh, you know, I, I'm old enough to remember that. I mean, pot was treated with the same penalties as heroin and cocaine. You know, absolutely, dude. You're right. You're right. I, I think sometimes, yeah. As much as we always want to push forward, it, it is it is fair to occasionally look at, especially for all the activists and advocates who are out there fighting for this shit, like yeah. tooth and nail, to to realize some of it has come. Like we we've moved the needle. It's not uh, the needle. Uh, to pun yeah. intended. Ah. <laughs> Uh, we've, we've moved it a little bit. Uh, and you're I mean, right. Cause I remember great... growing up, weed was like, yeah, it was the devil's, the, the devil's, uh, yeah. devil's, whatever the hell the devil's weed. And, ba- devil's <laughs> and back then, like f- there's that great Bill Hicks bit where he's like, if, if someone's fucking up your night, they're not on, they're not stoned. They're drunk. Like yes. weed yes. is so much better than. Alcohol. I can attest to that. I've been both animals. I've I've been yeah. the guy, you know, kind of way too stoned and just I'm just chilling then. I'm giggling. Yeah, I'm just... making very little sense, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> but you know, you get too much trucking too much of the of the brown liquors in me and I'm out oh, I'm yeah. out and about. Oof. I'm on fire. Oh boy. Um well yeah, so uh with that kind of in mind, we'll we'll just uh we'll just parlay that right into our, our first segment uh, of the show here. Uh this is the uh, the substance report. This is the question. Do junkies' lives matter? Now, look, Mikey, we all know the mainstream narrative, uh, uh, the mainstream media's narrative on substance use is complete trash. So we're going to take a look at the top drug-related stories in the news and give them some proper coverage here, you and me. All right. Uh, So this uh, this first one here, this is, uh, there's a lot to unpack with this, and I'm really uh, interested to hear your, your, your take on this. So the first one here is uh, this. This uh, this comes to us from from Rolling Stone magazine. They did a, a very controversial piece. Uh, this uh, the headline says: Inside Taylor Hawkins' final days as a Foo Fighter, the legendary drummer went all out for the band he loved. But in the months before he died on tour, Hawkins told multiple friends he quote couldn't fucking do it anymore. That's the the byline there. So mm-hmm. yeah. So so first off, I just want to say I'm in, not in the business, as you well know, of sensationalizing shit and making whatever. This is a fucking human being, you know, this is a brutal situation, family, all that stuff. That's that's just sad. Um, but the way celebrity goes is, of course, you know, that's going to be dr- dragged out through the through the mud in the media and everything else. But I do think this is an interesting one because it seems to me like there wasn't an acknowledgement necessarily or there's some confusion or they're not sharing all the details. So just to kind of give people an idea of why I grabbed this article, this one, this one takes the angle of like they interviewed some people who now have recanted their statements or don't like yeah. what they said i don't know if you're familiar with this article or not but for the listeners, yeah, i am yeah yeah and i uh, yeah i mean yeah, so basically and, just and, and I've, I've heard from from a lot of uh inside sources sure in the foo fighters camp that it's complete garbage like, that this article, article is yes 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 yeah uh and it seems you know it seems very uh i'll just say there's a lot of elements clickbaity elements in it even though it's a very long long piece that kind of tries to you know under the guise of this tribute to this wonderful man who so many people loved and has worked with collaborated with so many different artists over the years uh but i think when it comes down to it it's like what's interesting about the the, the about his death is that they're suggesting here in this rolling stone arc a little bit that he was uh tired he had a heart condition he's saying to the band to the managers to whoever uh i i, I don't know if i have it in me to do this tour it's too much coming off COVID, etc uh 
I think then the, the, the angle there is, well, the money, the machine moves on, so they, they book these dates, so they're just going to keep pushing them. That's the, what the article is suggesting. Uh, again, definitely people recanted stuff, and that to me is more just like the sensational. That feels like a tabloidy kind of yeah. thing that I don't really, who cares to parse that. From my angle, what's interesting is just looking at this as like, sadly, once again, someone may or may not have overdosed. So this is another weird thing. The tox screen that came back from Columbia had a bunch of drugs in it, but these are drugs that like, there's weed in there. They said opioids, benzos, but they I'm like- They said opioids, but- That could be, I mean, he's an old fucking- could I mean, be that, anything. You know, he's a drummer, man. His back is sore, his fucking arms. I mean, it could literally be, you know, yeah, just a, 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 a low-grade painkiller that he right. yep. was taking. You know, that was- and I, I was just listening to, actually, just yesterday, I was listening to a podcast with um, Chris Shiflett, the guitar player of the Foo Fighters, and uh, and he was basically he was talking about how, you know, of course, right when it happened, everybody was being their own sort of like Twitter uh, private investigator. Oh, sure, sure, and just looking for like any answers to what was going on, and like. You know, the first fucking thing you read is is how much fucking drugs was it were in a system. Yes, ten ten different substances and, found. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and it kind of like f- fell under the radar that it's like, oh yeah, his heart weighed triple what a normal human heart weighed or whatever. Yes, it was yes, double yeah. or triple. And it's like, well, that was the fucking problem. Like he had a heart condition. Yes. Like, I don't think it was the drugs. No. But of course. Rockstar dies of a drug overdose is the... too sexy of a of a headline to to, to, to resist, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and like you know, I I, I don't, I mean, I I don't I I, I don't I, I assume that that Foo, Foo Fighters were taking his concerns into consideration, but I mean, also they were they're they're one of the hardest working rock bands around. Like, I I don't it it's it's plausible for me to. To, to think that he was definitely like, uh, yo, I, I'm, I gotta, I gotta cool it a bit. Yep. Uh, I don't know what, what their response was to that. I don't, I don't know. But sure. they, they, they do, they, they fucking play all the time. They're on tour all year. So it, and and those are tough. Sh- I mean, I've seen them live. That's those are two and a half hour fucking rock they shows. Go that long? He, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty fucking long, and he's and he's going the whole fucking time. Uh, it's exhausting having you know having done that. Uh, you know when I play, it's I play for an hour at the at most, and it's it's exhausting. You know when the Ergs got back together, we our particular brand of uh, punk rock is very very fast and very kind of just like yes, yes. go go go. What I love about it. And we finished, we finished like the first show back and we were, and Jeff and I were backstage like, oh God, like we can't fucking do this anymore. Like this is like, this is so tough to, to keep up that momentum for an hour is crazy as at, at that point we were 38 year old young men. Now we're (laughs) 42 year old, old men, uh, so yeah, it's fucking tough. So. No, I get it. I mean, I get a little fucking haggard doing, you know, one of these podcasts by the end an hour in. <laughs> I'm sitting on my ass drinking a beer right now. So no, I get it. I, I get that part of it for sure. It's it's exhausting. Uh, and yeah, he's was he, he's 50 years old. Taylor was. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you get to a point. 
that's what I, you know, I, I didn't care for the sensational nature of that either. That was the big headlines was all, all about these, these yeah. drugs that were in his system. But then you look at what that is. Most people don't, of course, go beyond the beyond even the headline, let alone like what are these? What does it mean? This tox screen of these drugs that were in there. But of course, and of course, half of them were like antidepressants, antidepressants, yeah, or whatever. sleep like, something, yeah, fucking Xanax to yeah. chill at night or sleep or, or whatever, you know, whatever lorazepam, whatever it is he's taking. But yeah, exactly, yeah. They're, they're prescription pills. So this doesn't feel to me like a someone who was uh you know actively used because he also overdosed on uh, did overdose on heroin but uh, two decades ago or whenever that was well yeah and i and i i feel um at least my impression was that he was like completely clean yes yes was not using yeah or just post using heroin. post the overdose uh, right. post the overdose but like yeah and the overdose was like 20 years ago but like um so yeah i was a little it, it was surprising that there was anything in his system uh but yeah if there were but they don't tell you what and i think they're purposely not really saying what the talk screen meant because uh, for whatever reason but it's like that's what i'm curious about they, they yeah if there were opioids in his system it's probably just like uh, i don't know like uh, my my back hurts yeah right, so right. like I'm taking a. I'm taking a pill, and, and you know people don't with the with the black and white stuff of this like abstinence only treatment stuff. And I, you know, I've always I've had plenty of conversations with this about folks in my family, dear friends of mine. Some people go the twelve steps, twelve step route works for them, beautiful. Yeah, uh, most people it doesn't work for. So there's other ways around, and there's there's ways where it's like no shame and whatever it is you need to do to be there and be present and feel good in your life. Work through the you know whatever it's unpacking trauma that you've been through, whatever reasoning you've been doing, you know drug use that you know is harming yourself. Whatever reason right. you're doing that for, it's like, then, you know, you, you come to terms with that. You want just, you know, you just need people around. You need love, support, all of that. Uh, so whatever f- form that takes, uh, I, I could care less uh, about for other people. I think it's an individual thing. But I do think that, like, people don't understand then, wait a minute, this dude, this dude OD'd on heroin years ago. So he was a heroin addict. So then why he can't take a Vicodin. He can't take a Percocet. And that's also right. just not true. Like, I, I think it's, in terms yeah. of if you want to say, if you went to a meeting in in that uh, crew and the bubble of the 12 step, they would have a, an issue with that. Certainly they would say you, 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 that yeah. you fell off like you got us. We're not getting that chip. You're not getting that chip next month or whatever that you're supposed to get. Yeah. Fine. Like that is what it is. But I'm like, I, I think the problem with that I've found sometimes is that mentality then leads you to Bender Town. Because I think if you do pop, you know, if you do end up being like, oh, man, my fucking back is just killing me. We got another couple legs of this tour to like to do yeah let me pop a percocet or something just to get through have a you know for a couple days because it's killing me uh and then you do that and then you go oh man did i did i did i relapse like then i guess if i relapse until i go back to a meeting i might as well who's got some coke who's got some let me right. get start drinking right. like it leads <clears throat> to that sometimes um so well, i think because every every individual is totally different right yep, i mean yep, like yep. there there are people that can you know, do heroin one night and then never think about it ever again. Yep. Yep. You know, most then, most people actually you experiment. Most people don't get addicted to things. The, the, right. The, for the amount of people who use drugs in this country, which is a lot, you know, <clears throat> right. tens of millions, however many people fucking people do it. It's like up a percentage that that ends up with with addiction. And that's, you, you know, it's usually not about the drugs. It's about other you know, factors in life that have led to that. It's not just about, right, right. you know, some drugs, of course, are more physically dependent, can lead you to physical dependence. That's science. That's true. But yeah. there's, I think, a mental part of it that you're right. Some people can just get high on something and go, eh, not for me, and move on. Or think it's great, but then yeah. like, oh, okay, that, that yeah. was fun. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, yeah, I th- there's all sorts. Of, you're, there, that's absolutely the truth, though. Individuals, all sorts of drug use. We're like snowflakes, man. Drug users are just the the, the quintessential <laughs> snowflakes uh, in 
in uh, we're all unique in, in many ways. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it does suck to see because you're right. If he, if that's what that's what that sounds like, this was from all indications. No one was like, oh, he was diving back in or having a hard time. It sounds like he was at his most creative in terms of collaborating with other people and doing stuff. Yeah, and yeah. So maybe his heart again, physically, if his shit was you know not in 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 check, then I don't know and we'll never know how much was said to. You know, again, to go back to this Rolling Stone article, I don't. This is just whatever. This is what it is. No, yeah. people don't like the way they were portrayed. You talk to the media. I've been there myself. You got to watch every goddamn thing you say. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. Um, and yeah, and and in that Shiflet podcast, he was saying like that that he's like there's there's nothing in that article that's worth <laughs> that 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 holds any water. Like yeah. it's it's just not true. And yeah, and like I think like Matt Cameron and a couple of the other like his drummer friends like have since come back and said like. No, that's not what I said, or that's not what I meant. Yep. Oh, yes, exactly. You're not. You're taking it out of context. It was something I might yeah. have mentioned because you led me there with some leading. Like we've all do. We've all talked right. to fucking reporters. We know how that. Goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're they're little snakes. They'll get you. It's uh, very funny you'll to, like read, half to read something <laughs> under your breath at the end of the fucking <laughs> interview. Next thing you know, you're like, "What? Well, what is that? A quote? A pull quote in the headline? Jesus!" To read back an article and be like, oh, "I thought we were off the record when the, <laughs> when yeah. I said that." Yeah, yeah. I literally said, "Are we off the?" You said, "Yes, we're not going." <laughs> You fucking skunk. Uh, yeah. So, well, fuck Rolling Stone with that article. But uh, I just wanted to float yeah. it to kind of see, you know, that it's out there. And it's a thing that I just, you know, to, to not have the shame involved with it, I think, is also another thing to be like, look, man, let's just say th- th- this is what it is. A lot of people use drugs a lot of different ways. And it's no one's business whether he was popped a Vicodin or not or opioids yeah. are in there. Who gives well, and, 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 and the, the real story is the fact that yeah, the, the drugs didn't make his heart that grow yeah, to a doubled so you know no he had a, like, you know that's the day. fucking problem right right <laughs> like, right he took those heart enlarging that heart enlarging heroin that just <laughs> it turns into yeah, the grinch like, you know it's like it grows five <laughs> sizes that day <laughs> you shouldn't even met like why were the drugs even like a fucking part of the article the initial article like like i remember the the morning it happened i was i was on a flight to to uh chicago to play a show I get off the, you know, I, I I turn my phone on after the after the flight, and it's every everything in my feed was Taylor Hawkins. Taylor, I was like, oh my god, that sucks. And then of course, I think the first thing you read is the amount of drugs that were in his system, and I was like, fuck, like they're they're automatically portraying this as like. A drug overdose, and they won't let and him then, off the hook because of that early. You know, it, it's that too. Well, I'm sure and, they're just like, well, be, he's on the because record, of where so. he where he was too. Columbia, that's the yeah. land of fucking. You know, it's yes, just like, yes. oh, of course, oh, oh, of course, he overdosed there yeah. because he probably had the best shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever, he's probably like, with Pablo Escobar Jr. Yeah, just <laughs> banging out lot gator just, tail lines all night. I was like, fuck, man, like that's not even a part of the equation. Like, nah, it's, it's lame. It sucked, but. But I guess we 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 won't know really until they really release if they ever do. I mean, this release, is going on months yeah. now. Yeah. Well, it was beautiful to see his son, uh, you know, out there drumming and stuff. I mean, My there's God, a lot of love I, there, so I think at the end of the day, that's that overshadows all the sensational nonsense coming out of the media. I watched that entire concert, and then one when, when he came out, I was like, "Well, there's the next fucking Foo Fighter." Like, yeah, he's got it. Yep. Like I I was I I was watching that as. A, as a drummer, being like, he does not sound like a 15, 16 year old kid playing That's nuts, drums. Isn't it? He, sa- he sounds like a, a monster. Yeah. That's like, awesome. I- incredible. So, it's 
beautiful. Well, yeah. So the, you know, there's my uh, money. My money's on him joining the band in a couple in a couple years. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, then let's let's uh, let's leave that on a high note, uh, and we can uh, we can slide on over uh, to the fog of drug war. War, it's fantastic. So here's the thing. <laughs> Every, every war has its foggy moments of confusion and chaos that can lead to very strange situations. So after 50 years and a trillion dollars, America's war on drugs has had uh, no shortage of strange moments deep in the fog that it has found itself in. So, Mikey, this is like, you know, basically, you know, we talk about policy all day, all piss and moan, non, you know, nonstop about let's legalize <laughs> it and whatever else. But this yeah. is more of like over the, 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 the decades here, we've just seen th- this, this absurd approach present some very weird uh, scenarios, very, very pop culture stuff, uh, you know, stuff from senators and, and Congress people, but also just in, in the, you know, in the uh, just say no air and stuff, just a lot of weird collaborations and a lot of strange things. So this one I, I particularly pulled for you. I thought you might enjoy it. <laughs> um, this is one I had never, I did not grow up, see this when I was young. This was something I came across uh, doing some research for the program here. Uh, so I don't know if you're f- aware of it or not, but uh, the uh, Flintstone kids had a had a had a had a Saturday morning cartoon for a while uh, back in the 80s. And uh, there was a, there was an episode of the, of the program where uh, Nancy Reagan kind of came in and did her just say no bit. And it was the Flintstone kids just say no special. This was a very special episode where one of the <laughs> one of their one of the kids in the in bedrock is uh, smoking some some stony weed or whatever the hell it is. Uh, <laughs> and they do this thing. So then. That, that whole thing goes about he tries to get Wilma to smoke weed. I'm just giving a little context here. But then at the end, there's a concert promised by uh, uh, Michael Jackstone. Uh, the, you know, the, in the Flintstones uh-huh. world, everyone had their right. So Michael Jackstone is doing course. a concert yes. at the end uh, to, to help the kids just say no. Uh, and this is uh, Nancy setting that up. And then we're going to see this this concert. And I'll tell you, it's a it's a real piece of uh, pop culture <laughs> history. I hope you enjoy it. Now, the Flintstone kids welcome First Lady Nancy Reagan. The music you've been waiting for is coming right up. But first, I want you to know that when you say no to drugs, you're not alone. Like Freddie and Wilma, thousands of children have formed Just Say No clubs and have pledged to lead a drug-free life. I hope you will, too. We now continue with the Flintstone Kids' Just Say No. Things 
So that happened. Drugs are wrong, and you're and, right. And you're right. There, that, that was, that's the truth. Oh, man. Uh, so that was a, quite the spectacle, I thought. Uh, and I don't know if you... Uh, some, some, some fun facts about that is, I don't know if you caught this in the, uh, in the credits there, but I'm just going to throw this credit up. Do you see who, so, so Michael Jackson's beat, it was the yeah. song special. Thanks to Michael Jackson music from Michael Jackson's Gordon beat. Just say no performed by Latoya Jackson. Latoya. Wow. Played and killed it. I frankly, I think, I think crushed. Uh, Sounded exactly like her brother. Did it not? I mean, when I first heard that, I was actually a little shocked. I was like, geez, Michael well, re-recorded this song? like that." So that's what I was, this whole time we were just watching it. I had never seen that before. Um, and I was like, wow, this is, I think this is legit. I think yeah. this is some, you know. Yep. And Nancy, I mean, you know, I was ever if anybody could pull, you know, pull Michael out onto the stage to re-record, <laughs> beat it uh, for a Just Say No thing, it's Nancy. But like, yeah, I just, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I saw LaToya. I was like, go ahead, go LaToya. Just crush it. That's amazing. Wow. Um, it's also funny that Michael was just like, no, take beat it. Take the song. But I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. sing in this. Guy. I'm not singing it. No, no, Lord. No, you I can can't. use the music. Yes, yeah. of course. Yes. But yeah, I've been, uh, I haven't slept in, in eight and a half years. Like I'm, I'm out here. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. So please don't make me do right. this. Um, yeah, that was a, so that's a strange one uh, for the kids. I, I also think about, you know, you, you think about when you're, I, I was that age, but I did, again, didn't see it at the time, but I'm like thinking about watching that. You got little, little, little Flintstone Dino, like moonwalking and yeah. the just say no. Yeah. And again, it's the simplification of that message that, of course, has like become, you know, uh, already like, you know, a dated hilarious. Like even when we were in like high school, it was already like just say no is just a, is, is ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do like uh, in the fog there. I do like uh, some of the strange stuff that it's just they've pushed this to the max and the budget. Again, I said trillion dollars you spent on this goddamn drug war. It's like that's what you get for a trillion. At least we're getting our money's worth for a trillion dollars. of right. Absurd yeah. content like that. <laughs> Uh, the drugs I mean, are it was, here to stay. You know, you're never going to be. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's slide into. Uh, I have a couple other things here. I'd like you to, like you to, your eyes on and your ears specifically because this. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're both uh, uh, babies of the Reagan era of the of the 80s, uh, and that during that time true. period, I feel like mid 80s to early 90s was in fact the golden age of anti drug PSAs. I feel like the the commercials, the specific. Now that one kind of was. Like yeah. That, but. I'm talking about the real like 30 second spots that would come on. You know, your brain on drugs, uh, egg frying bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some great. I, I learned. I learned it by watching you, Dad. There's another classic one. I, yep, yep, yep. Uh, just just sits with that man. It also just that yeah. man is crushed when he hears that. Um, but yeah, there's so so there's there have been a lot of great ones over the years. So these specifically, I grabbed for you uh, because there was a there was a campaign in the in the uh, I believe this was the the early 90s. Uh, from MTV, and it was it was called Rad. I think it was like Rockers Against Drugs. Mm-hmm. So these are these are uh, there are a bunch of spots. They had a bu- you know all sorts of musicians doing, which of course is fun for hypocritical reasons. Of, of you, you have certain people doing this, we're like, what the hell? Uh, but I pulled three <laughs> of the ones that I thought were just just weird enough and fun enough because you know a lot of them are just like great Bon Jovi, don't do it, cool like Nuge. Yeah, right. The Nuge is really fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I pulled I pulled three that I thought were just. Fun. So I'll play them individually and we can stop and talk about them. Just see what you think. Uh, these are uh, these uh, PSAs. When I was growing up, I actually thought uh, the, the, the PSA stood for propaganda, stigma and ALF. Losers are users. <laughs> so don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. <laughs> and in fact, does not stand for uh, propaganda, stigma and ALF. Although that feels like the 80s to me in a nutshell. Um, so here we are uh, with, with, these, uh, with these numbers. I'll, I'll play the first one here for you. See, I wonder if you can guess who it is in the beginning before he reveals himself. But this is our first, mm-hmm, uh, first mm-hmm. uh, rad PSA. 
Drugs are great. Drugs make me strong. Drugs make me smart. Drugs make me feel good. Drugs make me cool. You believe that crap? Huh? You believe all that stuff they're handing you about drugs? You want to believe in something? How about yourself? Don't do drugs. So I want to want to quickly point out: just be yourself. From the man who yeah. couldn't, you know, couldn't even show his face when he started that spot. He had <laughs> For, to be a weird troll gremlin. Um, now I'm not familiar with Kiss. I don't love Kiss, Frank. I'll just be honest about that. I know you're uh-huh. you're a lover of most music, so I don't expect you. to I'm a lover. Sh- I'm a lover of Kiss, and I love yeah. that about you. I've I've tried to make myself in life more. I tell I say this to Diane all the time. I try to make myself more like Mikey Erg in life because you love <laughs> things even when they're not great. You don't have to put yeah. things on pedestals. You just you're a lover of things, and I think that's a wonderful thing about you. But that's uh, that. Yeah, I, th- I, 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 the, the idea of a guilty pleasure is not something that I subscribe to. No, no, fuck it. I, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, <laughs> now, me on the other hand, I'm not, I don't quite have that constitution. I'm like, Kiss stinks in my in my opinion. But I'm like looking at that. I'm like, is this a thing from the Kiss universe? This character, this 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 troll, this gremlin, or gruel? No, no, it's uh, not that All I've right, seen. Just for this spot, <laughs> just some great prosthetic makeup for this yeah. spot in particular. Okay. And I, I, I kind of agreed with what the uh, the troll was saying. He speaks the Dr- truth. Drugs are great. Drugs are make me cool. I look. If I'm going to pick who I'm going to hang out with, the troll or Gene Simmons, I'm hanging out. You, know, <laughs> you party with the troll. <laughs> of course, you party with the troll. Uh, yeah. So, so that was uh, that was the first one. I just thought that was a little uh, very fun that they went to the lengths uh, with with the prosthetics and whatnot and the concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, even as a kid, I'd hang out with that fucking troll as an adult. If I'm a teenager, like I'm definitely, they think that's like, I'm oh no, definitely. troll, ugly, bad. You're like, nah, dude, troll's got the good shit. That guy, um, that guy, so here's the, that the next guy knows one at a party. Yeah, the troll, no, the troll throws the fucking, throws the jams and we will not be playing fucking kiss at those parties. If not at my parties. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, the next one here is a fun, uh, a fun little message. Uh, very straightforward. Uh, this is, uh, this is Belinda Carlisle. I used to do drugs. And one morning I woke up, I looked in the mirror and I said, you look frightening. Nobody said quit. And nobody said stop or else. I got sick of it, so I quit. And now, life's a beach. Wow. So, uh, it sounds like the, the takeaway. It's, ju- it's just that simple. It is that simple. You just, you looked terrible. You looked in the mirror. And that was also a very, you know, very vain come come to Jesus moment where you kind of looked in the mirror and you said, oh, man, I look you look horrible. You just look like shit, Linda. And that was it. And then I just stopped all this years yeah. of, uh, you know, no one said no one said uh, no one had to tell me. It. It's a little bit defensive. It sounds almost there's a little bit like no one told me and I, I just did it. I didn't whatever. I didn't yeah. Care. Um, I mean, there there there's a there's a fairly famous bootleg video of the Go-Go's having a nice, nice little party. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, so life and, was a beach. Yeah. Is that what you're? Uh, life, life, life was. Life was definitely uh, something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, at that I need point. to. <laughs> I need to take a look at that. I should have done my research. There. <laughs> I would have had it. I would have had it queued up here. But yeah, I'll have to look yeah. at that later. Um, oh, we awesome. couldn't. We couldn't show that on uh, on the internet. Oh, that's also. Oh, okay. It's, I see. It's, I see. All it's right. pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty graphic. Oh my! And now, when did this? When is this from? Is this from the hate? They're it's hating? from. Yeah, they like. 81 or 82 oh, or something okay. it's like it's like a backstage like yeah yeah video of, of them partying and partying hard doing other things 
Oh my. All right. Well, so no wonder, no wonder it was just like, <laughs> yeah, I looked at that. She's like, I watched the footage. I went to the footage and I said, Oh yeah, it's terrible. And then now life's a beach. Um, life's a right, beach. Well, God bless. Melinda. God, that's, uh, that is such a funny, like, yeah, I just stopped. I just stopped. Just that's stop. It. Just like, stop. Even writing that like, spot, you would be like, well, no, we need something else. Like even if you didn't yeah, have your, it your does not, bottom. it does not work that way. No, it doesn't. It just, it, it, can't. it worked that way for you. Thank God. Thank you. <laughs> And then you're like, you know what? As a matter of fact, why do we even have people here telling other people how their shit's going to go? Because it's just not doesn't nothing works that way. Right. So I don't know what the takeaway could be. But yeah, Belinda, it's not just like, hey, man, I don't know what your deal is. But mine was look in the mirror. Mirrors do it <laughs> every time. I didn't look in the mirror for 15 years and I ended up where I was. And then I looked in the mirror one day and I said, <laughs> bye bye. Over. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this last one, I think, is uh, frankly my favorite um, mm-hmm. that I'd like you to take a look at. And uh just a just something. It's a, a, a warning here, and I apologize. This one's going to be stuck in your head uh, for the rest okay. of the day. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Calling Lou, Lou Reed. Yep, nailed it. I stopped. You shouldn't start. Yes. That Mikey. just, that reminds me of the Dennis Leary bit of uh, Keith Richards telling people yeah. that you shouldn't do drugs. Keith, we can't do fucking drugs. You already fucking yes. did them all. We got to wait until like, you die and then smoke your ashes. <laughs> is, the, is the bit. Yeah. This yeah, guy, the- this guy wrote heroin for Christ's sake. And now. Well, so what's funny about that, me not to do drugs. Right. Uh, yeah. No, with this one, they were just like, Lou, listen, we're going to have to at least acknowledge like you can't just sk- skate through this one. You need to say <laughs> I, st- I, you know, I uh, I stopped, meaning I. Yeah, I know. I know who I am, but I stopped. You shouldn't start. You shouldn't start. You shouldn't start. Uh, yeah. And also he's like, well, I'm doing a something a concept here. Like, I'm not just doing it. I'm not just going to talk. I want yeah. pixelation. I want like people in the streets you know they like I, I need i need something here um that is my favorite L- lou reed look that era of the with the like great the cop movie. glasses and uh-huh. the, like short and hair. the leather the fonz jacket the, and, like, the, the, the yeah white, the white t-shirt yeah yeah it's good that's like a, around the uh the blue mask i believe or yes. something like one of those like that blue those mask lou. mid 80s records when he had i guess stopped brief i mean there was some stops and starts there were some stutter steps for yeah him, i believe um I, yeah, I would imagine. Again, who he, gives you know, a shit? You know what I mean? He, he, used, he, used, he gave us some great fucking music. Um, and he gave us a I mean, dynamite PSA. Heroin's uh, an incredible song. It's a great fucking song. It is. And it's so cheesy that that's always like my. But yeah, as somebody who uses heroin, like I listen to that song on heroin yeah. a lot. Uh, so <laughs> very corny, I know. But It was definitely that that record is a is is it's dynamite. a good record to do drugs to. It sure is. Some of them are, you know, some of them, some of them go from person using drugs, makes great music, people doing drugs, listen and enjoy the music. Sometimes that just works out that way. Um, All right. Well, those were our, those were our uh, PSAs. Um, And we got to know a little bit about Mikey Erg throughout this episode. Um, But, you know, I'd like, I'm like fucking sweat, you know, these goddamn lights. I need to go with no light. Like (laughs) people are telling me, no, you got to have lights. You gotta be well lit when you're doing a video part of the podcast. I'm like, most of this is for the audio, but so what the hell? I need you to do look beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so, you know, we learned a little bit about you, Mikey, but we want to we want to get a little bit a uh, little deeper here uh, with Mikey Erg inside the user studio. Hey, 
I always scramble to get my James Lipton <laughs> glasses on. as never, never quite enough time. <clears throat> we end our podcast session with a weekly dose version of the questionnaire that was used masterfully for 24 years by the great James Lipton inside the actor's studio. And the first question is, Mikey Erg, what is your favorite drug? I'm going to have to go with... I'm an upper man, so... Uh, I really loved recreationally using Adderall. Adderall, yes, the diamphetamines, yes, of course. To go back to, like, you know where you know what you're getting if you take a, a pill of Adderall. That's right. As opposed to... Finding cocaine somewhere. That's right. Get your get your Adderall pills, the diamphetamines. I myself also uh, enjoy a good diamphetamine uh, from time to time. <laughs> I, I don't crush them and bump them as much as I did when I when I was a younger man. Mm, of course, was, they just was, go down the hatch. Now, those, those were the days. Yes, yes. We yeah, had a snout blue, for it. Blue nostrils. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Like, There's a blue crust falling out of your nostrils. What is this? Now? <laughs> uh, oh, I must have. Uh, must. I don't know what that is. Some pick, bad pixie sticks. Uh, what is your least favorite drug? Oh, well, I never saw, I, you know, and I never, never got to dabble really, but the, uh, I've, I've, um, I've had painkillers a couple times and never really saw the appeal of the, uh, of the of the Vicodin just, Percocet uh, oxygen. of nodding yeah just nodding out like yes, I I if I was ever uh, wanting to uh, take anything it was always just to hang out more and keep yes, me yes. up uppers you're an uppers man you're an uppers man you're a drummer of course you can't have yes exactly, exactly nodding behind exactly. the skins that'll be no good uh, that is not right yeah uh, what age were you the first time you found yourself under the influence. Under the influence. I was a very, very late bloomer uh, because there was definitely like substance abuse in my family. Sure. And I was scared of it. Uh, I was probably, I believe I was 24 the first time I got drunk. Ooh, 24. And then, uh, and then made up for a lot of lost time right after that. Um, Yeah. What uh, what celebrity's overdose death has had the most profound effect on you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably, yeah. Probably, like, I don't know. There was like in the mid '90s, there were all those like Lane Staley and yes, like all of all Kurt, of my Kurt heroes. Kurt Cobain, like even though that Kurt Cobain, I guess Shannon technically Hoon. wasn't an overdose, but yes, yes Shannon Hoon. Uh, although, actually, I feel like actually na- the answer is probably either Tom. Oh Petty yeah, Kurt or Cobain Prince. was not. Sorry, just to clarify, yes, Kurt was not, of course, right? It was a murder. But Tom, Pe- Tom Petty, both Tom Petty and Prince died of accidental fentanyl, fentanyl yes. overdoses. Yes, like that they were just in pain, prescribed and. And just took well mixing too much. I wonder if or, they mixed as well. There's sometimes I wonder mixing the the because different doctors. I think with Prince the the issue was there were multiple doctors who were left handing. Were kind of like well I wasn't there. Yeah. Well, and, and they're like benzos. The, benzos uh, and opioids are a dangerous combination. There was like the 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 pharmacy like down the street from him that would kind of just like give him sure sure whatever because he, he was because he was Prince and they Prince, would just give him whatever he wanted. Uh, 
so yeah, that was those those two were definitely like kind of the most shocking. Yes. Of like and 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 just realizing that they were just doing it because their fucking hip hurt because they'd been dancing on stages for forty years. Like yes. And it's just it's just shocking to like. It is shocking. How how was it not more just controlled or whatever? Like yes, it could have been, been avoided. I don't. I hate to. Uh, I hate to do this, but we're all uh, complicit in some ways because we demand so much from these stars. We want more, more, more. You can, so you know you get into the machine. It's Prince's. He's constantly. It's like listen, you're an older fella now. Calm, calm. Take a break yeah. for a while. So just no. sit down at the piano. God damn Couldn't it. do right, right with some dear friends. <laughs> maybe maybe a hot cup of cocoa, you know, just sipping and playing some tunes. This is how I picture Prince with a nice Christmas sweater on. That's right. Back in uh, back in uh, Minnesota, um, yes. <laughs> well, that's not the way that went, sadly. But uh, I want to know, Mike Yurk, what is your favorite slang word for cannabis? Oh, uh, we were talking about the devil's lettuce. I think that's a pretty funny the devil's word. lettuce. That is correct. <laughs> Yes, mm. in the grocery aisle at your local grocer. What drug would you like to deal for a living? Oh, I don't. I don't want to get into that. There's too much. Uh, you know, you've got your career. You've got your career. You've yeah, got your career. I, I, I can't. I can't be going down for that. Interesting. Uh, so then that answers the next question. No, no, I appreciate that. That answers the next question. What drug would you absolutely not like to deal under any circumstances? Also, all of them. Uh, all I of respect, them. Yes. respect. Uh, and finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear Prince and Tom Petty say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Let's start a fucking band, bro. <laughs> a power trio, a heavenly power trio indeed. <laughs> That's right. Both of them could play everything... And I can play drums. As can you. Uh, Mike Yerg, here are your drug users. Oh, man. Uh, hell. Well, Beautiful. That was, uh, now, were those, were those questions from the mind of Bernard Thibault? Bernard. Whatever. <laughs> yes, Bernard <laughs> Thibault. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, the great French. <laughs> yes, in the spirit, they get more diluted as they go. They go from there to James <laughs> to now to me. And we're discussing uh, celebrity overdose deaths. But this is how it goes. Um, well, Mikey, thank you so much for joining me. That's about it. Unless you have anything else you want to riff on, want to party on. Uh, any, any more plugs if you want to hit them with the, with the proper thing? I tried to do it at the beginning. But let people know where they can yeah, find you, you know, and what you're working check out. Check out Love at Leeds. I'm Mikey Aragon, all the social media bullshit. Uh, ergs are, ergs are going to be doing some stuff. You know, we'll just keep a lookout. I'll... I'll I'll update you on the old, the devil social media once uh, things things are happening. Yes. Thank you so much again for doing it, Mikey. I love you, buddy. Love you too, buddy. This has been y'all Weekly Dose. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, America, the needle, you been sleeping with your children, with your daughters, with your sons, and with your husband. Self-Medicated Weekly Dose is hosted and produced by me, Murph Meyer, with support from Pop Culture Collaborative. Our theme song is My Congressman by 15, courtesy of Jeff Ott and Hopeless Records. Original artwork and production design by Diana Kolsky. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the program, you can listen to new episodes of Weekly Dose every Wednesday. Just look for the Murph Meyer is self-medicated feed wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, subscribe to the self-medicated YouTube channel to see new video clips from the show each week. Follow me on Instagram at Murph Meyer. And for some top shelf harm reduction resources, head over to selfmedicatedpod.com. 
Also, don't forget, you can call the Weekly Dose podcast anytime to leave me a voicemail message with your thoughts on drugs and the people who use them. Just pick up the phone and dial 443-MK-ULTRA. All right, that's about it for me. I'll see you next week. Love and solidarity. Goodbye.